0: On June 2nd, 2002, a Memphis medical examiner is found tied up with barbed wire and a live bomb strapped to his chest. But this was only the beginning of his strange case. You're listening to the Mysterious Bruise Podcast, and tonight we bring you the case of Dr. O.C. Smith.
1: Welcome to a deep, dark, dank,
0: moist
1: basement <laughs> somewhere in the bowels of Georgia. And we're back. Uh, the moron you hear in the background has been snorting pumpkin spice howling at the full moon out. His name is the coach.
0: Dude, it is a harvest moon and, and Friday the 13th. I mean, that is... If that doesn't want to make you just want to run out, and put
1: some Uggs on and drink pumpkin spice coffee.
0: No, I'm I'm going the other opposite direction. I'm talking Kill about serial killer okay. shit. Like that doesn't want you just go get a Jason mask and just fuck people up. I don't know what does, but that that's not important. What is important
1: is I stopped by Kylie's corner. She's fresh out of the emergency room from a staphylococcus infection, and uh, <laughs> Meth Mouth Judy had been hanging out in the front and so i stepped over her she was passed out and when i walked in there was this lady in there with a box of donuts her name was tiffany and so i was like donuts kylie and she's like yeah you got to try them so i did and i was like these are pretty tasty where are they from and the the girl tiffany turns around and likes little chatty kathy doll. when you pull the strings, she goes they're from dick's donuts if you like donuts you'll love dick's <laughs> And so then I just looked at Kylie like, you got a meth head out front, and now you got some random bimbo in here selling Dick's Donuts. What's going on with this? But, since we are doing a case from Tennessee, she uh, hooked this up (laughs) again with the bearded iris.
0: Listen, I know it's getting old. People are like, man, we're supposed to have variety, but. If you ain't tried this beer, I, I recommend it highly. Like we, uh, I do know they do follow us on social media, and they do like our posts. But I hope they listen and they actually hear the positive things we're saying. And I did ask them to um, sponsor us, and I'm not going to stop asking. So maybe we'll get some free samples. That's all we're asking for. Yeah.
1: I just want to try something other than the homestyle. That's all we can get our hands on.
0: Yeah, but it's it's a it's a good one. So. It is a good one.
1: All right, so we're gonna get into some five star reviews. The first one is from drbbr6902. I'm
0: I'm kind of um uh, kind of biased, but I really I I think this is my favorite five star review we've had.
1: It says that once you start listening, it's difficult to stop. Very interesting topics confronted head-on by a couple of genuine characters. Arlo and Coach bring a mixture of serious investigative commentary with frothy, beer-breath humor. Definitely worth a listen. I have to agree. That is one of the That's more a genuine. Good one. Yeah.
0: That is a good one.
1: Uh, we had another one from The Streets, 2008. Five-star review. It the says, Streets. Great podcast. This was the first episode I listened to and I loved it. Arlo and Coach had me rolling. Keep them coming.
0: The only thing that I would I mean, I love that review. That's awesome. Anytime you get a five star review, but I would really would have enjoyed if he said he or she would have said that uh what episode they listen to. Because we can definitely review that content and try to keep it, you know, going that direction. I know that we both have opinions on our worst episode. Yeah. If they happen to like our worst episode, that's It'll know, make us feel even better. Yeah, like, wow, that's that's crazy.
1: I got some good feedback on our Jekyll Island case. A lot of people were like I've got, been to Jekyll, but I never knew that place was haunted.
0: I got some mixed feedback actually. So uh the the dear dear friend that I spoke of um in the last episode when we did the Trump family. Uh two episodes ago rather, I'm sorry. Um, she said she actually stayed at the Jekyll Island Club, and uh didn't have anything happen at all. so what did she stay around with? She said it stayed at the Sansushi, so oh, yeah, okay then. but and then I had really positive feedback that said they absolutely love somebody said they absolutely love the ghost stories, keep those coming, and then I had another review that said, you know the last twenty minutes of your episode it sounded like you kind of let, ran out of material. Like you kind of ran out of stuff to talk about. He said you probably should have wrapped it up a little sooner. I said, "Well, that's fair. I mean, but we do like to ramble." Again, this is our Friday night. This is what we do. This is the only. This thing. This
1: is more therapy for us. Yeah, than it is I mean, we just like
0: to, we just like to talk, and <laughs> this is shit we would talk about anyway. So
1: why not put it out there for y'all to listen? Exactly. Getting to the. Um, oh, wait,
0: hold on. Tell them the, tell them the ranking on uh, iTunes. That's what I was about
1: to. Do. Getting to the iTunes five star stuff. Uh, out of the blue, I get an email from somebody that keeps up with it. And we are number 1127.
0: Top 2000, baby. <laughs> yeah.
1: Top 1200. Top honey. 1200, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, a lot, I do get a lot of feedback. But please, if you will just share our social media posts or...
0: Yeah, retweet or re-Instagram, I guess. I don't know.
1: Or comment. We now are on the Facebook.
0: We are Facebook official, baby.
1: And I have posted all of our episodes with photos and links to the the website. Our website. Links to the podcast. Um, Please, if you would like to continue the discussion about any of those cases i have put them all on facebook and you can search for that page at mysterious bruise just like our instagram just like our twitter um we have a follower from australia do we really we do oh wow um on instagram it's the down under t-shirt company or something like that oh they're pretty funny Uh. So I uh, hope I hope, I, they, I hope they found us.
0: I hope they did not listen to the Trump family. Well, we got it after I posted that my. Episode. Um, my wife pointed out that uh, she she texted me. I was at work, and she said, "I, I have a question about the podcast." And I was like, "Okay, go ahead." She said, "You said in Australia in August it's very hot."
1: I, I thought about that when I listened to it too,
0: and I said, "Yeah." She said. They're in the Southern Hemisphere. Which
1: means it's winter I mean,
0: it's winter time. (laughs) And she's 100% right. Yeah. It's not that hot. I mean, it's still high, But, yeah, it's not like negative 20. It's more like 50-something degrees. So, yeah, I apologize. We don't know jack shit about Australia.
1: Except there's probably better beer there than Foster's.
0: Uh, Stop insulting the good people at Foster's. They work hard.
1: Yes, they do. <laughs> Please, again, reach out to any of our social media platforms. Give us some feedback. Again, if you want to continue the discussion on any of the cases we've covered so far, look at those on Facebook and you post, comment, you know, let that thing blow up.
0: It's not going to.
1: No. <laughs> uh, I will say, going back to our Jeff Davis 8 episode, Showtime has started either a six-part or eight-part series on them. And it premieres 9.13, I think, at 9 o'clock. So if you have the app, the Showtime app, or On Demand, I'm sure you can catch up on it in later episodes. And
0: I'm going to say that one of the most popular true crime podcasts out there just blatantly copied us this week. Yeah. I mean, we were drinking... Subpar Fosters, they decided they were going to drink Budweiser, the King of Bears. Red label. Red label. And they actually referenced UFOs and Sasquatch, which everyone knows. That's our deal. That's our deal, man. And he mentioned, the the main guy mentioned, he said, maybe that's, that's better suited for another podcast. And I, honest to God.
1: Almost wrecked.
0: I perked up in that car and I was like. Am if I about to hear if it? he says it <laughs> I'm going to wreck this car but he didn't say it. I don't think he was referencing us, but I did get excited that maybe the possibility that Nick was going to was going to name us, but uh, he didn't. So oh well. Anyway, let's get to the case. People yes. don't want to hear us ramble on, they want to hear the cases. So again today, this makes 3 weeks in a row no murder. No well, murder, except we don't know about it. About Tiffany, we don't know nothing confirmed, but there is no murder here. the man the main the main person of the story is actually dead, but he died sometime later, like I think two to three years ago. The first what the fucks I'm gonna say is the fact there's really not much information about this
1: no again, it's like the previous episode we did where you know usually you can type in anything. In Reddit, and it just blow up. Yeah, and there's nothing.
0: There's nothing. Yeah, if there's not a Reddit thread or sub subreddit about your subject, you know it's obscure. Yeah, because Reddit covers pretty much everything. Yeah, and I and it's, it's not, a, not it's not it's not, unsolved, it's it's not, not on Reddit. Nothing. It's not on Reddit. But the main source that I got was the 48 hours episode. They did an entire episode on this case. And then there was a court a short court TV uh, article, and then the Me- a Memphis article talking about exactly when he died. But yeah, I mean, as we all know that I'm I'm a I'm a lover of the YouTube, and there is one video one about this case, yeah, which is very strange.
1: It is very strange. It's it's. Odd that how once we get into it, how you'll see that this was a big deal in Memphis, but it was outside of Memphis it didn't it didn't take hold, uh-huh. and even for forty eight hours to do an episode on it, it really didn't take off a lot of times that's a jumping point for a lot of these cases is some national exposure um We are talking about the former Shelby county medical examiner dr o c Smith he is not confused with the musician O.C. Smith. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, if you
0: Google, that's the majority of what you're going to find is, yeah, is the musician. Yeah, you have to actually type in O.C. Smith Memphis or O.C. Smith Barbed Wire. You have to really dig into it.
1: All right, so Memphis is best known for
0: barbecue
1: and the
0: blues. Yeah, but who cares about that? It's in- barbecue. It is as a fat as a fat dude.
1: (laughs) So as we referenced, Doctor O. C. Smith was the Shelby County City Medical Examiner for the City of Memphis. He was fifty-two at the time of this incident. was very well respected. Called on many cases to give his expert opinion. Smith's work ethic before this incident was never called into question. A lot of the police officers that he worked with would go on record to state that he was very good at finding some of the smallest of clues to help solve cases. Uh, If he got a call in the middle of the night or on the weekend or a holiday, it didn't matter. He would come down immediately, always professional. If the cops were in the mud or the swamps or the ditches, You know, if the body had been exposed for a number of days or weeks, he was right there and never complained. After he helped work with police to identify a cause of death or other things, he would testify in court in a lot of high-profile cases. A lot of people said that he was one of the most down-to-earth people that you would ever meet. He never let any of those testimonies go to his head or the fact that he was considered an expert in his field. So. In June of 2002, as he was leaving work, this bizarre mystery unfolds.
0: And it is certainly, certainly bizarre.
1: And this occurred shortly after 10 p.m. And Smith would say that a man came out from his right front. He got a small glimpse. The man was maybe six feet tall, and then he saw something coming towards his face. It splashed on his face. It burned. So he puts his hands up in front of his eyes, and then he got a second splash of a liquid. This is a mixture of lye water. And
0: Smith said If you know anything about lye, perhaps from the movie Fight Club... It burns. Just a little bit. You don't want it touching you. No. At all.
1: Smith would say that as he's covering his face, he is punched in the side. He's then dragged down a flight of stairs and thrown to the ground. And he would state, and I quote, I'm down, face down, belly down, and then... The man starts to tie me up with barbed wire. And
0: this will come into play later, and I'm going to get very angry about it. But the man sits on his back. He claims the man sat on his back, tying him up by the feet first, tying him up with barbed wire. So that's going to come into play later, and it's not going to be... I'm going to be very angry about it.
1: Whoever attacked him
0: came with enough
1: barbed wire to wrap his ankles, and his wrists, along with what would look like a crown of thorns around his head. Smith would state that once he had wrapped me up, he then told me to stand up, and he pushed me to the security grate on the window. He proceeded to shackle me in a crucifixion position. It's at that point, Smith states, that the assailant glued a homemade bomb to smith's chest and spoke for the first time he would he leaned over and tells me push it pull it twist it and you die welcome to death row
0: and that, that's going to come in that's going to come into play the death row part is going to come into play a little later but that push it pull it twist it and you die i mean come on you're going to quote the bop it? <laughs> like that's your badass line is bop it. Twist it. Pull it. <laughs> come on.
1: I know. So yeah. this attack starts at D- You had
0: you had so much time to plan this, and that's, that's the all badass you can come line. With that's the Arnold Schwarzenegger level action movie line you can gonna come up with. I mean, come on, dude. Yeah. No thanks. Bush leg.
1: <laughs> so this happened... the attack starts around ten PM. Um and Smith would state that around well, no, it's not even Smith stating this. It's a little bit after midnight. Midnight. Uh, midnight. 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 <laughs> midnight. That a police officer on patrol discovers Smith in the stairwell. They would summon the bomb squad to the scene. And one of the bomb squad members would state that there wasn't any wiggle room in this. He kept telling Smith to remain calm. And that they're going to get him out of this. They're going to get through it. He did go ahead and state that it was his job, the bomb squad technician's job, to grab a hold of the bomb and then try not to move. And at the same time, free Smith from the barbed wire wrapped around him. The bomb was removed and neutralized, and Smith was rushed by ambulance to the hospital. Um, In the emergency room, the barbed wire twisted around his face was cut away. Amazingly, he had escaped serious injuries. Well,
0: that's going to that's be strange too, is because he's going to insist that they do not remove the barbed wire at the scene on his head, around his face. They remove the barbed wire from his feet and his hands, but they do not remove the barbed wire from his uh, from his head upon his insistence.
1: Yes, and that is—it's a very odd scene. We will post a picture that you can find with just a simple Google search of the him picture, in the back of the
0: The picture looks crazy.
1: Yeah, because one of the little barbs is actually in his eyelid right and,
0: there. And and another like a couple strands of it is in his mouth.
1: Yeah. Um he was treated for just basically minor cuts and burns and released that night. So his wife would state that there were burns on his face his eyes were extremely red. Police would state at the time they thought a madman was on the loose in Memphis. And I found this odd that this attack led them to form a task force to involve the feds, state authorities, and local Memphis authorities. Now, I understand he is would be considered a high-value target for anybody with him in the public eye being the chief medical examiner. Now, this is not the first attack, though, is it?
0: No, it is not, actually. uh, Three months previous, he's going to find a Molotov cocktail and a crude bomb are going to be found outside the morgue. In fact, it's going to be the same exact stairwell where he would later be attacked.
1: Yeah, and I, I had read somewhere that their office or the morgue or whatever is actually not... In a building with just law enforcement.
0: Yeah, the, yeah. The, at, the, at the time, um, investigators had no idea who um, who it was meant for. But it's just—it's very strange that I'm guessing the bomb, the crude bomb, was meant to go off and ignite the liquid in the Molotov cocktail. But when you say Molotov cocktail, you think you know, liquor bottle full of gas with a rag sticking out of it, and if it's just sitting there. Yeah, it's kind of... It's kind of pointless. and uh, But, of course, unless that, that crude bomb is actually strapped to it, so...
1: It's at this time, police start connecting what they would say are the dots on who attacked him. And when asked who attacked you, Dr. Smith would state a d- very disturbed individual, somebody who's filled with anger. Um... Smith worried that, looking back, the the crude bomb and Molotov cart- cocktail, along with this attack with the barbed wire, would lead him to believe that whoever's after him would get, come after him again. So he began carrying a gun with him at all times, and he even got a guard dog. So now the question is, who would want to attack a medical examiner?
0: Well, I mean, that, that's definitely, I mean, as a medical examiner, you're going to be called in to, to testify many, many cases. So you're going to make some enemies.
1: True, but at the same time, I, I almost look at a medical examiner as just a scientist in their field. You're not really putting forth a whole lot of theories you're just stating facts but maybe i've got that totally wrong
0: no, i mean it wouldn't be the first time yeah that's true <laughs> but <laughs> um i mean you never know who exactly someone's going to put the blame on that's like, true. It know, true it is true there's a lot of
1: crazy fuckers out there's there there's a lot of
0: crazy fuckers out there and it's going to be any job you do on a long enough time frame you're going to piss some people off and when you're part of your job is Putting people in prison—it's inevitable.
1: And we have to tell you that this is not in chronological order because it just makes sense to tell you.
0: Yeah, we're basically going to Martin Scorsese this thing. Yeah. We're going to tell you what happened, then we're going to go flashback all back it. the way back. Yeah.
1: And it's at this time that we will do. It.
0: Yeah, it's not. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to start, know, to start at the chronologically. At
1: the this multi-agency task force that they formed was looking for a motive, and it circled back to one particular person, and that was someone that Dr. Smith knew extremely well, and this man's name was Philip Workman. In 1981, Workman was involved in an armed robbery at a fast food restaurant. One of the first officers to arrive at the scene, a Lieutenant Ronald Oliver was killed in a struggle with Workman. Supposedly. Yes, supposedly. (laughs) Uh, Police found a gun that belonged to Workman, but never found the fatal bullet that killed Lieutenant Oliver. A jury would later convict Workman on capital murder in 1982, and he would remain on death row, and still remains on death row,
0: Well, unless
1: they executed his ass. I didn't really look him up.
0: I didn't either, so... But anyway, he fully admits that he committed the armed robbery. He said that in the state of mind he was in at that time, that just made sense to him. He committed the armed robbery, but he vehemently... Oh, uh, that's a hard word to say. He totally denies. Vehemently? He, yeah, that's good. Vehemently. He totally denies that he caused the murder. He He, did, he says that he did not shoot the cop, that it was actually friendly fire, that another cop killed him.
1: It, he robbed, or tried to rob, whatever, a Wendy's restaurant, and thank you, Minnie me for looking up. Uh, Mr. Philip Ray Workman was on death row, but he was executed on May 9th, 2007. Oh, wow, so they... He rode the the needle. So they didn't wait a whole lot longer. I mean, I know that's 30 years, but well, Man, enough.
0: could you, imagine, I mean, 25. honest to God, getting put to death row, and you really, truly didn't do it. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's
1: the, the well. See, that argument right there is why a lot of people are against the death penalty.
0: I only believe in the death penalty, um, if there is no question. Yeah. If there, I'm talking like. If you're on camera holding your ID up to the camera and you shoot somebody dead and they got you dead to rights, I mean, or you admit it or whatever.
1: Or they find your DNA over some small child.
0: I mean, it's just, that's just.
1: But anyway, we will not get into that. No. It's, Please it's, direct uh, all hate mail to
0: com. <laughs> Have we got any hate mail?
1: No, but we did get, and that's, we did get an email. A not a five star review, but an email from a lady stating that she had just found our podcast and loved it.
0: That's awesome.
1: So we had been getting just notifications that people liked our page.
0: Okay, good.
1: So we did actually get a a first time email.
0: That's awesome. Anyway, get back to yeah,
1: get back to the case. Yeah. So the work- episode of Forty Eight Hours that you referenced in the yeah. opening did speak to Workman behind the. Uh, The old glass partition um, at the prison. And workman would state.
0: Yeah, he actually speaks to uh, 48 hours
1: at length. Yeah, he says that I believe and see no way possible that I killed Lieutenant Oliver. He worked for more than 20 years to try to get his death sentence overturned.
0: And as a lot of people do in prison.
1: He found the Lord. He
0: found the Lord. Yes, sir.
1: And by finding the Lord, it strengthened his resolve to find himself innocent.
0: But it also helps to connect him with radical religious people, which could explain this attack. Because um, we're actually going to see hate mail being sent out about Dr. Smith yes, and on behalf of Workman. And it's, it's not Workman himself.
1: You know, Workman kept insisting that Lieutenant Oliver was killed by another officer's gun, and I think.
0: But Doctor Smith is going. What was it?
1: Two thousand and one. He would. Yeah, go ahead. Uh,
0: yeah, they're gonna they're gonna grant uh, a clemency hearing to Workman, and Doctor Smith is gonna uh, suddenly appear with new and damning evidence to Workman. He's going to testify that when he examined the tissue from around Oliver's gunshot wound, he discovered traces of bullet that could have only came from Workman's gun. In his professional opinion, there is no other gun that could have possibly killed Oliver other than Workman's.
1: And Workman would state that Smith's testimony sealed his fate. And I find this quote extremely odd, so we can chalk this up to a WTF. Um, he states, he's a murderer. He was going to murder me with his false testimony. He probably doesn't talk like that, but...
0: I mean, he's from Tennessee.
1: Any family?
0: We all talk like this.
1: Jesus. <laughs> all right, so
0: that was... Another sidebar, that was the most amazing thing to me is when we when I started listening back to our podcast, I was like, good God, I did not know I spoke that country. And everyone around me was like, you didn't? Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I sound like that. <laughs> They're like, yeah. And especially when you're drinking, the y'all, yeah, y'all down there not pert here. Like, boom, how it comes up. Anyway, I'm sorry. That's okay. But this uh, this homestyle's good. It is so so good.
1: It's so good. Of course, after the damning testimony by Dr. Smith, Workman's bid for clemency is squashed. And his attorney, like most attorneys do, took to the radio and the TV shows and the news shows and attacked Dr. Smith's testimony. So he
0: is clearly making him an enemy of the people. Right. I mean, he's clearly targeting Dr. Smith. So that's going to be a lean towards. Well, we haven't even got to the well, controversy. Gonna, we haven't yeah. got to the controversy yet. We'll but just that's
1: going to that be, be a tick on the side. That's of, a
0: big tick on the side of Doctor Smith yeah. being legit. So.
1: so it's in or around April of two thousand one that some fucked up shit starts happening. Smith states that he starts getting death threats in the mail, and there was a a specific but peculiar religious reference stating that evil actions on earth must end and that God is calling upon us to act. They were being sent to not only Dr. Smith, but also to a Memphis district attorney, a local Memphis reporter, as well as workman's attorney, which I find fucked up. Now, supposedly, a similar letter was found alongside the Molotov cocktail and bomb outside of the morgue in March of 2002. They would state that some religious themes were etched into the bomb that was attached to Smith.
0: I mean, that's a fact. That's not, I mean, that's not contested. I mean, that's a fact.
1: Yeah, and on one side of it, it says, still in the hands of the King of Kings. On the other side of the device were inscribed the letters JMJ. And you may be asking yourself, what does JMJ stand for? Well, it stands for Jesus, Mary, and Joseph.
0: Supposedly. Not confirmed.
1: With the Jesus, Mary, Joseph, and the inscriptions on the actual bomb, we get to Workman stating that. And I quote, kind of makes it look like there's some fanatical nut supporter of mine, or perhaps I knew somebody or had somebody do such a crazy thing or something like that. But he denies having any connection to those attacks on Dr. Smith. But he has his own ideas
0: about who could be behind. And this, this is a what the fuck moment, because this is the first mention of it. From Workman, he mentions that you need to be investigating Dr. Smith.
1: Yeah, and this is really...
0: That's strange.
1: Why would Workman state that? And then...
0: Well, I mean, we definitely can say that Workman has an axe to grind. I mean, that's undeniable. Workman has an axe to grind.
1: But what I find crazy is the fact that, you know, up until that moment, they were really looking hard at workmen for this, they would talk to one of the paramedics that was on scene that night, and she stated that it was one of the most horrific-looking crown of thorns, I guess is what you could say, about wow. the barbed wire being wrapped around his head. Wow. Looking. Yeah.
0: Man, and I mean that. I mean, I'll be honest with you, that picture is... Yeah, the picture of him is is terrifying.
1: It is nasty, but and I don't understand why he wouldn't let them remove that at the scene. If he was letting them remove the, from his well, wrist and his ankles,
0: And uh, my thought on his side of it would be that he may have thought that a medical professional, in as a doc, in, in, in as a doctor, that a doctor would have a better chance of removing it without inj- without seriously. seriously injuring him. Plus, we're talking about a stairwell. We don't know how well it was lit. It could have been been dimly lit. It could have been, you know, who knows? But we all know that a hospital is very bright. Yeah. Very bright. So he may have insisted on suffering through that in order to help ensure the fact that it was safely removed.
1: The paramedic in question, her name is Kelly Moore. And she would go on to state, and this kind of backs up Workman's claim that he needed to be investigated. She would state that even if a cat scratches you, you're going to see something. There's going to be some blood. There wasn't any that night. There was no blood, no serious injuries.
0: You said said Workman be investigated. You mean Smith. Smith be investigated. Yes, sir.
1: Even though Workman stated that Smith should be. Yeah. She would go on to state that there was no blood, no serious injuries, even though Smith's wrists and ankles and head had been wrapped in barbed wire. There would have to be some kind of injuries, she stated. It just doesn't add up.
0: You're going to have to concede.
1: If someone wraps barbed wire around me, I'm not writhing around
0: because... Well, that is true. But you do have to concede on the other side. That you would think that he's going to be bleeding. Yeah. like You I said. would think that he's going to suffer some kind of trauma that's going to be a deep gash or... Or a, one of those barbs is it is embedded. It's embedded. That's a great point. Because I know... You just, would think, but...
1: Looking back when I was a kid hunting with my father, we would have to cross barbed wire fences all the time. And I always got the lecture. And then, of course, you know, once you get older, your parents don't know shit. And so I was like, yeah, yeah, I got it. And then I just jabbed one of them things in my leg. And so I, I was not about to tell him that it hurt like hell it and is, I was bleeding.
0: It is a wonderful design. Oh, yeah. They, barbed wire is very effective.
1: Yeah, and I don't see someone who is going to tie you up with it gently wrapping around you. Now, that's
0: a great point, on a great tick on the other side. Because, yes, on, on the side move. of Dr. Smith, you're right. I'm not writhing around. I'm not trying to jostle this barbed wire into Sticking stabbing yeah. me. But if I'm an assailant wrapping you rapidly in barbed wire, you're not going to care if it's, I'm, you're not going to give a shit. No, I want you to hurt. I want you to hurt. Yeah. So I'm going to make sure it hurts. So yeah, that's a good, that's a good point on the other side. I mean, truthfully, very minor injuries, but on the, at the same time, who is to judge how injured you're supposed to be? Yeah,
1: that's a, that was another thing, you know. And I'm on it, 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 We're both on the fence on this
0: one, absolutely. Because this could be either. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fifty fifty. Yeah, easy fifty fifty.
1: Because I, I mean, one more piece of evidence, and I sway this way. And then I oh, read yeah. it a little bit more, and then I go back. No, it is, you know, it's yeah. back and forth. It's straight,
0: straight down the middle.
1: Well, it, it wasn't adding up for the paramedic, and then it turns out that later it's not going to start adding up for the U.S. District Attorney, Mr. Bud Cummings. He would state that he interviewed, or he didn't personally interview him, but he had Workman interviewed to see if he could orchestrate such a strange attack from death row. He also made investigators look at Workman's family to see if someone in his family might have had an interest in doing something to Dr. Smith. But basically, the trail comes up cold. And they eliminate Workman as a suspect. Cummins stated that He walked through the crime scene with the investigators and would tell reporters that this was a very complex crime and that the person that is orchestrating this crime is going to have to be standing out in the middle of the night with the barbed wire, with the lie mixture, and he said that just didn't add up for him.
0: And I'm going to disagree with him. It's not that much. That you can't just have in a satchel, or a I was going to say a bag,
1: yeah, a bag I or a mean, backpack.
0: It's and it's you're a, not going need a, it's a roll of barbed wire,
1: and you're not going to need that much barbed wire,
0: not too much.
1: you you're talking about a person's head, their wrists bound together, and their ankles bound together. I'm thinking probably no more than fifteen feet of barbed wire. Again, you can tightly coil it. Uh, they stated that the bottle of lye water and the bicycle cable and some padlocks and a bomb, all of that shit would fit into a duffel bag that you could sling over your shoulder or, like you said, a backpack yeah uh, a satchel. Yeah. Yeah. A satchel. Leather satchel with your initials on it. Crown Royal bag. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, they go on and they do this 15-month investigation. They chase down more than 100 leads, and they don't have a single suspect. And Smith's story was making less and less sense to the investigators. And so they start asking the questions: had he lied about the attack? Did he stage the attack itself? So they bring Dr. Smith in for another interview. And he basically tells the same story, same line that he had had stated before. He felt like he was being targeted by workman or someone associated with workman. Authorities would state that there were inconsistencies when he started to recount the attack the second or third time. So Smith, in two earlier written accounts of what happened, Stated that whoever attacked him had tied the barbed wire around his ankles and then his wrist. But when they interrogated him this new time, he told them that he thought maybe his hands were tied first.
0: And that's never good. No. Changing your story just ain't is never good. No. That's a big red flag in any type of investigation.
1: And he states, or or they state, what, however you want to say this, basically Dr. Smith's quoted as saying, I'm blind, I got my hands underneath me, he's on top of me, I can't move, he owns me.
0: I think it's important to point out that uh, Workman himself is going to be eliminated as a suspect very, very early in the investigation. Yeah. So that that's important to note. But yeah. Um, I don't
1: know, he... <laughs> They, investigators just didn't buy the fact that Smith could be overpowered so easily. And this is where we get into Coach's blood pressure rapidly, (laughs) rapidly increasing. Um, The investigators would state that this was a red flag because Smith had been a combat surgeon with the Navy Reserves, served with the Marines in the first Persian Gulf War. So why is he not fighting back? And Smith would tell them, the reason I'm not fighting back is because fighting back is going to get you killed.
0: Yeah. Um. I mean, we can talk about it later. I, I'm going to get into it later. But yeah, the, one of the things the, the the investigators are going to say is just not going to make any sense to me. They're going to say, he just should have fought back. It, it makes no sense. He didn't fight back. So, uh, you know. Well,
1: in in a combat situation, you know, and this is not my opinion, this is, you can research this yourself, but basically you have two options. You can fight back and you're basically going to get the full wrath or you can start complying and hope for the best and look for an easy
0: way out. That's true. But
1: And Smith would go on to say that in this situation you have a choice. You can resist, anger him. Suffer the consequences, or
0: you can just ride it. And he chose to just ride it. Even, and they're just going to, well, his, his hands were free. He should have, he would have defended himself. W- was clearly stated by uh, investigators, lawyers, or prosecutors, or whatever, that have never grappled in their life. And being a wrestler and a person that does jiu jitsu, that's bullshit. He if if O.C. Smiths is saying, the man blinded him with lie, and then s- punched him, dragged him downstairs, and then sat on his sm- the small of his back to tie him up with his uh, barbed wire, and they're like, oh, he should his hands were free, he could have defended himself. That's bullshit.
1: Yeah, I agree with you.
0: And- I, it- I went further. When I did this research, I tried it. When I trained uh, Wednesday, I got a really good friend of mine, a training partner that I train with all the time. I said, lay on your belly, and I'm going to sit on your back. And I sat on his back, facing his feet, and I said, get me off of you. And he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. He's very strong, very good at jujitsu. Couldn't do it. So it's... One hundred percent probable that if he was punched, dragged down a flight of stairs, and then immediately subdued, it's one hundred percent possible that the the assailant could pull that off with with a hundred percent success. Bottom line, I mean, so to say. One of the other things that kind
1: of pissed me off was the fact that this prosecutor would state that he looked at photos of Doctor Smith after the attack and he. Uh, had some suspicions about what was going on because he should have suffered more injuries to his face from the barbed wire and the acid. I mean, are you... uh, Now, prosecutors are experts in how much lies should burn. What if the guy just wanted to temporarily blind him? I agree that it does look... If you're going to attack someone, are you attacking... But there's two choices, and I guess this is where... I kinda this is where I lost my I don't have a high respect for a lot of lawyers. I really don't have a high respect <laughs> for this piece of shit. But this dumbass doesn't even take in consideration there's two types of attacks. There's an attack to maim or kill and there's an attack to get a message. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're you're passing on a message. And it's definitely a um a very diluted mix of lie like but, it's enough
1: to burn and be uncomfortable and keep make you keep your eyes shut
0: yeah that's very true but it's also a mix that's not going to permanently blind you right but we could be met we could be dealing with a person that doesn't really understand right well how strong lie is and they just eyeballed it and just said okay whatever that looks like I'm, enough to me that burned I'm,
1: my skin so it burned his eyes
0: yeah i'm just gonna pull poor pour mixture in and it's Way more water than he should have, and that's going to be um, that's going to be a uh, <clears throat> a piece of evidence used against Doctor Smith. And they're going to say, well, he knew that that wasn't a strong um, mixture. That he knew that this. He knew that. I mean,
1: there's a lot of conjecture. That's bullshit. Yeah,
0: it could easily be the person responsible was a dumbass. Was a dumbass a uh, religious extremist, and just said, fuck it, I'm going to put some lie in, I'm going to put a scoop of lie in some water. and Or he's just trying to get a message across to him. That he or he want could it. be, yeah, he could be sophisticated, and I didn't really want to hurt this man, but I wanted him to know that he fucked up. He shouldn't have done what he did. And, I mean, it could go either way.
1: You know, and they even ask Smith, why is your face not cut up more from the barbed wire? And he states to them, it's because the barbed wire's old; it's rusty, it's dull; it's not going to scratch that much; it's not going to tear the skin like newer bar- barbed wire would. Um. He also says that uh, with the the lime mixture. He was almost. It was almost like a a knee jerk reaction. He felt the the water and closed his eyes, and then was splashed a second time. So if you've got your and he and he stated that he threw his hands up. So if he throws his hands up in front of his face, I that's going
0: exactly. It's going to burn immediately. Maybe you see something coming at you, and your automatic reaction is going to close your eyes, put your hands up, close your eyes, whatever. So it's not out of the question. Right? I Just mean, it's don't, not out of the realm of possibility that this person missed. Well, yeah, and I, I guess I go back to which, the, which to me, he he saw him coming. He he threw the lie. He missed his target. Threw it again.
1: Right. Well, and the other thing that I go back to is with the the lie is anybody that's done any kind of yard work ever operated a tremor, you know, you can see stuff out of the corner of your eye coming so you naturally close your eyes and that keeps grass and debris from, from hitting you in the eye. I just I don't know. Again, you know, I, I back and I'm back and forth, I'm back and forth. I just really don't <laughs> like the way that they approach this from the prosecuting attorney's side. I, agree. I think there should I mean, have I been agree. some more professional courtesy.
0: I agree with that. I, I believe that any prosecuting attorney that's going to do the, something like this should have someone like me in that room to go. Okay, that's bullshit.
1: Well, and the other thing is, don't come across as a, a douchebag. I mean, because he's extremely douchey which in this little,
0: which is strange. Uh, the fact that they're treating him like this is because he's a colleague
1: and he's helped them win numerous. Is there cases.
0: something that is there something we don't know? that makes this prosecutor feel the way he feels because that's possible because the, the reports that we're getting are just kind of like, Hey, he did this. Yeah. Nobody's coming to bat for him professionally. Well, they do. They actually do, but I'm well
1: in the beginning, and that's what I'm saying. All the, the, the press with it, you you don't hear that side of it. What
0: I'm trying to say is maybe this prosecutor has a hard on, for this guy to, to convict him because he don't like him personally. Or he's got a buddy that he thinks should be in that position. It's a, Yeah, something, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. Something along those lines. There's
1: some ulterior <clears throat> motives. Because
0: as we know. Attorneys are douchebags. Well, yes, we do know <laughs> that. But there is a tendency in law enforcement and prosecuting attorneys, DAs medical examiners that whole racket there's going to be there's going to be a you know the thin blue line you're going to take care of your colleagues you're going to try to protect them but we don't see that with dr smith
1: well i also think with the thin blue line that when you do your investigation you try to keep it on the down low so that if you are wrong, you don't tarnish that person's credibility, mm-hmm. and that you, that if I if we're in law enforcement, and I think you've done something, I'm not coming at you with some half ass evidence, some scatterbrained idea. I'm if I'm coming for you, I've got everything I've got lined up, every I dotted, every T
0: crossed. Okay, so I I need to go back real quick. And it's going to be a big tick on the other side because he states that he didn't have massive injuries because the, the barbed wire was old, it was dull, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so if barbed wire, I don't give a shit how old it is, it ain't going to dull itself. It's going to have to be forcefully dulled. I don't care how long it sits around, it's not going to, suddenly become dull no so it's not going to dull itself so it was purposely dulled so if he was behind his own attack that makes sense that it was dull it's not going to happen naturally
1: no and i I agree and again you know you go back and forth back and forth there's a lot of things that he states that's just
0: but again i mean the, the lack of information on this they never confirmed that it was whether or not the barbed wire itself was actually dull, or was it just the fact that he didn't move? And that, I mean, honestly.
1: We're CSI when you need it. Yeah. <laughs> let's wrap some barbed wire around a pig and then yeah. twist the pig. Seriously. So let's fast forward to February of 2004, and they basically indict Dr. Smith for, of all things, illegal position of a bomb. And lying to federal agents. Shelby County's mayor, Mr. A.C. Wharton, asks for Dr. Smith's resignation as medical examiner.
0: He's going to deny that. He's going to say, no, man. Fuck that noise. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And the prosecutors try to get him to take a plea deal with no jail time, but they want him to confess. And, he, yeah, like you said, he's like, you know what, not only do I say, fuck you, I say, I'm going to hire a prominent defense attorney named Jerry Easter.
0: He does, and he also states, and I quote from the 48 Hours article, that uh, I'm never going to quit, I'm never going to surrender. I'm never going to sign that piece of paper.
1: Never going to give
0: you up. Never going to let you down. Never (laughs) going to hurt you. All right. (laughs) But. The beer's kicking in, That's right, baby.
1: Things are about to get a whole lot worse as the old trial starts. There is a talk show host in Memphis. And this gentleman's name is Mr. Mike Fleming. And he had been following this whole story from the beginning. He would go on and state, why would anybody do this to themselves? How in the world would anybody come up with this idea?
0: Listen, and I'll talk about it later too, but the fact that he had a live bomb glued to his chest. It was confirmed the bomb squad Terminated that bomb and confirmed that it was a live bomb. It was real. I don't give a damn how much attention I want. I'm not putting a actual bomb on myself. No. It's there, not
1: There is a high happening. probability that you miscalculate and you blow yourself up.
0: I mean, how many medical examiners do you know that are bomb experts?
1: I don't know any. I mean, there, so. think
0: about that. So I'm just going to make a crude bomb myself and glue it to my chest, yeah. and hope that I didn't screw that up. Yeah, that's a recipe for disaster, and that's just. I'm I'm sorry, but that's why I'm going to side with Doctor Smith.
1: Yeah, and here's another point that I would side with Doctor Smith on. In the opening arguments of the trial prosecutors get up there and admit they don't have a smoking gun. But they believe all the evidence that they've collected adds up, and they know how and why he did this. Well, if you don't have a smoking gun, it's going to be awfully hard to convict a man on circumstantial evidence.
0: And you, they may have had enough evidence to lead a jury to think of how he did it.
1: And obviously, they had enough evidence. But you're not going
0: to convince me they had enough evidence to convince anyone of the why.
1: Right. And and obviously, they had enough evidence to convict a grand jury panel to issue, to move it forward to a True.
0: trial. They, I mean, they did have enough to get it to a trial. It, it's a trial.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, this could have been squashed earlier, but it wasn't. Referencing the 48 Hours episode, if you watch that or if you read about the episode
0: we didn't watch it because you have to pay for it and we're cheap bastards so we just got the article uh
1: (laughs) one of the prosecutors actually demonstrates how smith could have done this to himself on a 48 hours producer which kind of that kind of defeats the purpose because if you're doing it to someone else aren't you strengthening dr smith's case maybe you should coach that person in how to do it themselves. Yeah. And um, I mean... And they state that it was not easy, but the producer did finally wrap himself in barbed wire, which, if I'm a producer for a TV show like 48 Hours, I'm telling this douchebag to piss off. I'm not wrapping myself in barbed wire. So, and, and when we get to the why, a lot of people ask, why would a respected medical professional Stage this attack. And the only thing prosecutors come back with is the fact that he likes the attention.
0: Yeah, I love attention. I'm a very attention-seeking person. But I'm not putting a live bomb on my chest so people will fucking like me. That's insane.
1: We get to... The prosecution brings in forensic psychiatrist, Dr. Park Dietz, and they ask Mr. Dietz, why would Dr. Smith stage this event? And he says that faking the event for attention is recognized as a mental condition called factitious disorder. The most common form is...
0: Munchausen syndrome. Which, yeah, not
1: Munchausen by proxy. Yeah, not Munchausen
0: by proxy, which is where you in you hurt someone else,
1: but you make your own. Like, or,
0: most likely your child. Yeah. In order for them to be sick, so you get the attention.
1: Dietz would go on to say that some people have the psychological need for sympathy, attention, nurturance that being a
0: patient provides.
1: Oh Lord, um,
0: but. I just, uh, he never exhibited these traits before.
1: Yeah, it's not like schizophrenia that all of a sudden just pops up.
0: I mean, just all of a sudden you feel this need that. Well, I mean, with workmen building a case to go against your testimony, it makes sense to try to get sympathy on your side. So, hey, th- this man and his crazy followers are are threatening me. They're trying to kill me. Blah blah blah. So, that must mean what I've said is true. I mean, that's that's an outside chance, but come on.
1: Dr. Smith's defense refused to give Dr. Dietz permission to examine Dr. Smith. So, Dietz could only give his opinion on the prosecution's evidence, Mm -hmm. which is totally skewed to one side. Mm -hmm. Now... Smith, of course, would deny that he suffers from this factitious disorder. And here's another thing that I don't get. Prosecutors would try to say that Dr. Smith had a history of lying. If he had a history of lying, he's testified in 20-plus cases for prosecutors.
0: Yeah, what, what is this history of lying? Yeah,
1: what the hell's going on here? What, what is the this? fuck are you talking Yeah,
0: about? exactly. So he has a history of lying, but you don't state the history. You don't
1: You don't go into detail I mean you I'm just talking, say Oh he's if got I say, a history of lying.
0: If I say this motherfucker's got a history of lying, I'm I'm pulling out PowerPoint with bullet points, I'm saying Exhibit A, boom, he lied here. Exhibit B, he lied here. They don't do that. They just say he has a history of lying.
1: Yeah, and my thing is if you're gonna come out and say that he has a history of lying, you are opening yourself up to a plethora of mistrials other things that he's testified in, no.
0: yeah, you're you're talking about. If you prove that he has a history of lying, you're calling into question every single solitary case that he, um, was the medic medical examiner for.
1: This is why I kind of lean towards the fact that they're trying to discredit him because he's pissed the wrong person off. But they're they're not very smart in their thinking. If you want to get rid of, and get rid of. Him but don't try to paint a picture that's going to open your office up to a a massive volume of appeals.
0: Yeah. I mean they say any press is good press, but this is if you keep this on track with the appeals if he is a if he if he was convicted and there was so many appeals I mean it's going to drag Memphis Every every part of Memphis, uh, the uh, the justice system in Memphis, every part of it's going to be called into question. Yeah, over and over and over again.
1: And another thing that I didn't understand is prosecutors said that if Smith can tell tall tales about his military missions, then it's not much of a leak to believe he lied about an attack.
0: Yeah, he, yeah, he, he. They call, they do call into question some of the things he said about his military service. That is evidence of him being a liar because they can't prove it. But at the same time, maybe some of it was
1: redacted,
0: redacted or classified or whatever. I've worked Mm
1: -hmm. with a gentleman who wasn't told that it was declassified and thought he was going to Leavenworth and shit was in a book. And so, you know, you. There's a thing that you tell as a cover story until you're told, hey, you can tell the real deal now. Mm -hmm. So, of course, Dr. Smith's defense says that this factitious disorder is utter nonsense. Yeah. But prosecutors would try to trump them with the fact that when they interrogated Smith the last time, he did not act like an innocent man. They state he was just too calm for them.
0: See that is opinion. I mean, you, do your fucking job, don't you let can't, your, yeah who knows how someone's going to react?
1: And he's been in the military,
0: yeah, I mean, true, that's true that, that's very true. but you cannot judge someone's guilt or innocence by their guilt or innocence by their reaction.
1: Look, I, being a teacher, could I could be. lie to my mother right now because I have lied to kids more yeah. than a hundred times. Yeah,
0: like, you're going to be somebody. <laughs> yeah. No. no,
1: really, you have a chance. If you just make an 87 <laughs> on this final,
0: you're going to pass.
1: There's no way in fucking hell you're passing, yeah. son.
0: But, I mean, he could have had PTSD. He could have been, shell you know, the old term, shell-shocked. He
1: could have had a hell of a poker face. He could have been... Fucking shitting his pants on the inside.
0: I mean, we just—you just can't. You cannot convict somebody
1: on opinion.
0: On opinion, and that's what basically
1: they say. They their opinion is he didn't act like an innocent man. He was too calm,
0: and that 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 goes back to their opinion on well, his hands were free. He should have. He could have defended himself, and they actually state that since. The the assailant was sitting on his back, and but his hands were free, that he could have did a push-up, and the assailant would have fell over, and he could have got the upper hand. There's not much more opinion than that, and that opinion right there is complete, horse shit. utter horseshit, coming from somebody who has never grappled in their life. It's just not going to happen.
1: Well, and here's the other thing that I don't understand. They keep saying that he wanted all this attention. He wanted all this news media attention, blah, 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 blah. He's in an interrogation for four hours talking to two police officers slash agents and a district attorney or ADA. Even after he's read his Miranda rights, he talks to them. And tries to explain to them, "Look, your science is totally wrong. Let me explain this to you." So, what kind of attention is he getting? He's sitting in a damn interrogation room. He, the press is not there. Is he trying to tell them that he's got the biggest brain in the room? I, I just don't see that. All of, a, I don't see. All of a sudden, he's been on the right side. He's testified his professional beliefs, and then all of a sudden. He's lost his fucking mind, and now you can't trust a word he says because yeah. he's an attention whore.
0: Yeah, that's that doesn't make sense. Nah, it not. doesn't make sense. And in fact, after the man's indicted, he's called in for testimony on other trials to give his professional opinion. Now all of a sudden, he's an attention seeking whore. That's a that's a pathological liar. But he's going to be called in. Yeah, to give his professional testimony. Professionally
1: speaking, Dr. Smith, even though we're trying to butt uh, yeah. rape you.
0: Yeah. I mean...
1: Yeah, I don't get it. So, basically, the trial lasts three weeks. There's nearly 60 we- witnesses called, and the jury gets the case. And Smith admits that he's extremely worried. He states that when I listen to the closing arguments, hell, I'd have voted myself guilty. So, after the deliberations are over, it is found that once the jury gets the case, there is a huge debate going on in the jury room. And basically, they know within a couple of hours that a unanimous verdict just is not going to happen. And so... The defense is hoping they've created enough reasonable doubt. The prosecution's hoping they've got enough evidence to show that he's guilty. And basically, interviews with jurors after the fact state that they were just unable to agree on several issues. Mm -hmm. And so, after about four hours, they come back and say, you know, we're deadlocked. And the judge says, y'all have not tried hard enough or long enough. So they go on for two more days. And on the third day, the judge has no choice. He has to declare a mistrial. So Dr. Smith is free, but he's going to have the possibility of a retrial hanging over him. It comes out later (laughs) that only three of the 12 thought he was guilty.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And I think I think we failed to mention that he has already resigned from his job. Basically his career's ruined. Completely. Guilty or not, he's done. He resigns, he tries to get his job back once the mistrial is declared, he cannot. And he's done.
1: So after this trial, prosecutors would meet with the jurors, and the jurors were brutally honest with them, and stated that they could not convict without a smoking gun. They were pissed off that the prosecution would even present the case without a smoking gun. And they would go even further and state that the alleged motive that they proposed the factitious disorder, all the benefits are psychological. There's nothing that's going to benefit Dr. Smith professionally
0: or in the public
1: eye. And so it's at this time that the U.S. attorney realizes, hey, I don't think we can convince another jury if we didn't convince this one. So he basically drops all charges against Dr. Smith. He is disappointed, he states, but he has no regrets. Mr. Cummings, the U.S. district attorney for that region, would state, and I'll have to tip my hat to him, in this, and I quote, nothing hap- that happened in trial did anything to undercut my belief or my satisfaction that Doctor Smith, in fact, did this to himself. But we still have an obligation to prove that beyond a reasonable reasonable doubt to twelve citizens, and we were not able to do that. And I think that speaks volumes about him as a as a prosecutor. Because he admits that while he believes Dr. Smith did it to himself, he is man enough to state, obviously we didn't prove beyond a reasonable doubt, a jury of his peers would find him guilty. You know, the trial's behind Dr. Smith, but he's now got to try to get his reputation back. And... He states that all he could do is just live my life well and hope for the best. He also believes that his assailant is out there, but the Memphis police are no longer looking for anyone who attacked Smith. And the U.S. attorney comes out and states that this case is officially closed. Now, another tick mark against Dr. Smith. There's not been any more.
0: Yeah, I was definitely going to talk about that. It is very strange. That if this person was so determined to hurt him in this manner, that he wouldn't come back and do it again, but maybe, possibly, the damage was done.
1: Yeah, I think he he, he discredited him in public. Well,
0: public lie. Even even more so than even. Maybe that result was more than the the assailant bargained for. Or was even um, trying to do. Maybe the assailant was just trying to send a message. Just trying to scare him. And he accomplished that and then as a byproduct, ruined his reputation.
1: Yeah, I, I think he, you know, I think...
0: set. A, see, see,
1: he I, set out to do one thing but accomplished another. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm thinking he set out to scare the man and possibly kill him with the bomb and when the bomb didn't go off let's look at it this way let's say he tried to scare him definitely accomplished that tried to scare him tried to send a message mission accomplished 100% maybe he set out to kill him it the bomb did not go off for whatever reason like it was supposed to or the bomb squad got there in time and disabled the bomb And he thought, okay, I can't do anything else because I don't want to go to jail. Now they're going to be looking at it. So he backs off from fear of prison or whatever. And then all this other stuff happens. And it's like, hey, happy coincidence. You know? But you're not going to convince me under any circumstance, that the doctor put an actual factual bomb around his, on his chest.
1: I'm willing to
0: I will, I will. Mean, give I'll,
1: you the fact that I want a little bit of PR and I'll say someone wrap my head in barbed wire, but I'm not putting an explosive device on my body.
0: I will concede every single solitary piece of evidence the prosecution has, I will say, yeah, that's odd, and that makes sense, and that does point to him, yeah, it's weird that the the person has never that the the person never came forward and tried something else. Yes, it's weird that he had very superficial wounds when it should have been way more serious cuts, way more serious abrasions or whatever but who's to judge how hurt you're supposed to be after an attack like this yeah I, 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 I that's mean, where
1: i get I, I think my blood pressure raised in the it, fact that they tried to explain that the lye mixture should have been stronger there should have been
0: maybe it was a dumbass
1: that's what i'm saying I mean,
0: honestly maybe he took a maybe he took a gallon jug of water and just put a little scoop of lye in it and thought that'd be good enough
1: Well, I think I go back. Who knows? I go back to this person. I'll even, I'll chase your rabbit with the religious zealot going on the fact that, hey, I heard lye burn, so I'm going to put it in this water. And then I put a scoop in there and I drop it on my hand. Oh, shit, that burned. So that should be good enough. Not knowing that it just burned a little discomfort. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? I, I, I agree with that. True.
1: So I guess that's my whole premise on that. I can see that. but again though, we're and I guess this is the kind of conversations that went on in that jury room. No? I,
0: I would I would assume so, yes.
1: Because that would it would be something that I would if I was on that jury, that's something that I would bring up. Look, maybe we're dealing with just a dumbass. Yeah. And And if y'all don't believe dumbasses exist, let me I can give you a list.
0: You're not the
1: coach is the first.
0: <laughs> you're not gonna Sit here and try to convince me that he put an active live bomb on himself with with i mean and it, but, well, I mean it's hard to say how large a level of expertise he had in bomb making because he was in the military, but he was a medic I mean come on, Wait. and plus you don't really and again. I'm making a big assumption, because I was too big of a pussy to join the military, and I appreciate everyone's service, but I'm assuming that you do, I am definitely, definitely making a large assumption, but I am assuming that you don't learn how to make bombs in the military. No. Because Halliburton and Lockheed Martin are providing those bombs for you. Yes. You don't really have to learn how to make them.
1: And you talk about some psychological fucked up people. Yeah. You look at the guy that started Blackwater.
0: Definitely. So, yeah, the the, the man didn't have um, a large expertise in bomb making. He's not going to strap one to his chest. He's not going to glue it to his chest. That's where I lose it. And the fact that a major uh, plot point for the prosecution was, oh, his hands were free. He could have defended himself. But no, I, I go, no, you can't.
1: No, I just go back to his military training. There's got to be... You can't tell me someone wor- working with the prosecution on a federal level, they had to call in the ATF because it was a bomb. You can't tell me there's not someone working S- this case... Snot? With, snot.
0: There's not someone
1: working (laughs) for the ATF that doesn't have military background that says, hey, stupid, we're taught if we're in a compromised position, you have a better chance of escaping if you comply and look for your out. Or, if you do A, B, C, and D, Mm -hmm. if you fight back, you're gonna die.
0: Yeah, Totally.
1: So, again, I just... like you said previously, I feel like this is just a fifty-fifty case, and
0: for me. and they're going to sit there and say that this man, regardless of the solution percentage, that this man dumps lie on his face, ties himself up with barbed wire for attention.
1: But my question—they is- didn't
0: say it was for public sympathy. To justify a b or C a b or C justify his testimony from the I guess c- that's my thing I, what
1: what uh, attention is he seeking what what benefit what is the benefit that he would receive from this? I've yet to figure that out.
0: I mean, I can see that he uh
1: yeah, you get your name and your picture in the paper, but hell you get your name and your picture in the paper because you've been testifying in twenty plus federal cases. You know, you're considered a top-notch medical examiner in the in West Tennessee.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: You know, I, I, I still don't see, where's the benefit for him? I guess that's where I, I kind of go uh, maybe 55, 45 on his side. Because I just don't see where he's benefiting from any of this.
0: And again, I will sit there and argue with the fact that okay it's simply strictly one hundred percent just for attention you're still not putting a real bomb on your fa- on your on your uh on your face i mean on your <laughs> on your chest you're not going to do it and you brought up uh the pizza bomber. You said there's a similar topic. Because yeah, there's
1: an article out there. I, that the, I've looked at so many, I, I I apologize. But there is an article out there, or there's a Reddit thread or something stating that they tied this... This was a mirror image to the pizza bomber mm-hmm. because he faked his own. And I'm like, wait a minute.
0: The The pizza bomber, from everything that I have read, he was... It's considered that he was in on it. He went to the bank with a bomb around his chest and a makeshift gun, demanded money. They handcuffed him. The police handcuffed him. They were waiting on the bomb squad, and the bomb went off. And what's sad about that is the bomb was a timer, like like an egg timer, like a literal, if you want more time on it. Just twist it the other way. Just twist it, just twist it, and you get more time.
1: Like, you slap it with the... <laughs>
0: but everything I've read about him is that, yes, he may have been in on the robbery,
1: but he got... But he
0: was tricked into thinking it was a fake bomb.
1: He got boo food
0: Yeah. He, he was he was told it was a fake bomb, and in fact, So that it strengthens wasn't.
1: my argument with the lie, because obviously there are dumbasses out there enough that think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You're just not gonna put a I mean snot? You snot you're just not gonna put a live bomb on your chest.
1: Yeah, I don't care how much cocaine or meth you do. I
0: mean at a some point shitload of cocaine. At some point you're <laughs> like, like dude, this is live. Life. You might die. And and again, knowing the fact from my experience in life as a wrestler and as a martial artist doing jujitsu, the main one of the main topics of the uh prosecution is they're like, Well, he didn't he didn't fight back, so clearly he was in on it, or clearly he did it himself. No, that's bullshit. Just because your hands are free doesn't mean you can defend yourself. No. If my fat ass is sitting on your back, I don't give a shit. How free your hands are. You ain't getting away from me. I don't give a shit if they threw sand in his eyes. If you can't see... Shusha,
1: pocket sand. <laughs> yeah. If you can't see, like you stated earlier, yeah. you don't know if the guy's got a knife. You don't know if he's got a gun. Exactly.
0: So, I'm just saying... I
1: think we beat this rabbit to death. Yeah. I think this is a fucked up case. And I know we're not high on the fucker scale. I think we come in at a...
0: Like four Eight. or five, I don't know. Maybe. Seven. But seven. Well, still, it's a it's a weird it, it it's definitely weird. It definitely um I think
1: this is a thinking case. This is probably the first case that you're like, what
0: what fuck? <laughs> yeah, like you, you gotta think about this. Like this just doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, and I, I honestly and hope I, actually since we now have our Facebook page, I would hope When this episode drops, that we get some discussion on this, and I would really like to see some educated arguments. You know, I don't want the old Ron White. I won the debate by standing up and going, Fuck you. (laughs) I win.
0: I thought I won (laughs) because he was
1: speechless. (laughs) I mean, but anyway. All right. So, recommendations, coach?
0: Well, I'm going to recommend the youtube page heavy case files which on august 25th i actually posted a video about this case and this is where i i found this case like i was just watching youtube like i do and i'd never heard of it and that's that's a that's another what the fuck moment for me is the fact that this case has not got a whole lot of coverage Outside of Memphis. It did have a primetime CBS 48 hours episode. But other than that, there's nothing really other than local Memphis um, news and stuff like that. that. If you look on YouTube and you find one video about a topic, that's crazy. But Heavy Case Files is very good. It's, uh, It's very well done. They have archived photos and stuff from the case, but the b- one of the best parts about it is you don't necessarily have to watch the video. You can just listen to it, and it, it, it's very good. So some of them I just listen to as I'm working, as I'm doing my, my paperwork and my IEPs and stuff. I just listen, and it's very well made, and that, that's, that's my recommendation for this week.
1: My recommendation would be the... Jeff Davis 8 special that's coming on Showtime Uh, from the previews that I've been able to see this is a very raw and uncut documentary on the fact of kind of like we say what the fuck is going on in Jeff Davis Parish Um, it's something that a cable network could get away with Uh, I hope they cover all the angles like we did, and not just the... Um,
0: well, since it's showtime, I'm pretty sure they're going to do a better job than us. <laughs> just
1: a tad. It's probably produced better.
0: Ours was very wordy.
1: Well, by far, so our long,
0: by far our longest episode. Yeah.
1: There's just so much evidence. It was
0: evidence. a lot. Yeah, there was a lot. It was a lot to go through.
1: I Somehow... You know, when you sign up for some new phone plan or internet <laughs> plan or something, I we get my household gets Showtime to go or something like that. So I'm going to try to watch at least the first couple of episodes. So hopefully they do a good job of
0: before that free preview runs out. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then I'm just going to like put out a mass text. Anybody got Showtime? I'm coming over on Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um. It is, at the time we are recording this, it is Friday the 13th. There is a full moon. Well, it was
0: Friday the 13th. It is Saturday. It is Saturday the 14th. It's Saturday the 14th now. Uh,
1: We started recording Friday the 13th with a full moon. Uh, If you don't believe in the effects of a full moon, talk to any teacher, emergency room worker, or law enforcement professional. (laughs)
0: Mm hmm. So tune in next week. We're going to be back to even though this is three straight weeks of no confirmed deaths. Oh, we're getting into murder next week. Yeah, we're going to have some decapitations next week. Decapitation and drowning deaths is it's going to be.
1: Hopefully, we get on up there on the fucker scale.
0: Well, from what I know of this case coming up, it's pretty crazy. It's fucking crazy. So it's a little,
1: it's a little crazy. I just
0: hope my hope is that we can keep. Keep it up. Like, we're covering really fucked up cases.
1: And again, if you want to help us out, please share our tweets, share our Instagram posts, share our Facebook posts, jump on the Facebook page, at Mysterious Brews, and continue the discussion on any of our cases.
0: Yeah, and just give us any general feedback, positive, negative, whatever. we just yeah. like we just like to hear from you, because we do l- love... The idea that people are actually listening. And we understand that's
1: that we need to upgrade our microphones.
0: Well, but if, at if, the same
1: time, we're just lowly teachers. And even well, though Coach got a $6,000 raise, he's not going to say that. I really did, man. That's
0: amazing. But if we both get off our lazy asses, this is the third week we've said we're going to set up that Patreon page, and we haven't set it up yet. That's true. So
1: we may do that. We also may. Um, not may hell we're going to do that we're going to set up a uh some kind of tip jar donate button something if you want to buy us some beer if you want to That's literally
0: you, all I'm in this yeah, for. If, if if we can just buy if the beer We a could weekend, possibly just get free beer. I'm down with yeah. it. That's I'll that's, just
1: keep doing this till I'm tired of talking. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: If you have beer recommendations and you
0: that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. and the Take, fact
1: that we cannot, we have tried multiple times to get beer from Tennessee, and we are less than an hour from the Tennessee line, and yeah. we can't get shit.
0: Not much. That's true. You cannot get South Dakota beer, so please do yeah. not recommend South Dakota beer.
1: You got anything else? No,
0: nah, I pretty much said everything yeah, I need to too. say. So
1: It's way past our bedtime. Yeah, as you know. <laughs> dosis